Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. We're discussing meaningful business and life topics to add motivation to your life and value to your efforts. Our show is hosted by certified professional CSG coaches who are often hired for private coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, enjoy the show. This is Solutions from the Huddle, and I am your host, Titus Bartolotta. Man, friends, I am so excited because we have a really phenomenal show for you today. If you are a fan of the show, if you keep coming back, we are so grateful. Thank you so much. If this is your first time, then you need to say thank you. Just go ahead and send the thank you note now for whoever it is that told you about the program because we have got a really excellent guest today. And I can't wait to get into telling you who he is. Uh, Before we start every show, though, we always just kind of start in in a quick prayer. So we'll do it this time as well. Uh, And it's simple. We just say, Lord, please bless the show, our sponsors, our guests, just every part of it. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Uh, Okay, friends. So today we're going to talk to somebody that can really speak to the entrepreneurial journey. Maybe that's a few of you out there, people that are looking to advance your life personally and professionally. Today, my new, my new best friend, Ken Wimberly is on the program that he's the CEO and founder of Legacy Journal. He's got three children. He's married to what he says is the girl of his dreams. Her name's Amber. And I, listen, she is probably going to hit rewind and play as many times as she wants on that part right there. Um, thank you so much, Ken, for being on the show. Welcome. Titus, thank you for having me. I, I've been looking forward to this. I'm a big yeah. fan of the show and I'm grateful to be here. Well, that is awesome, man. I, I Listen, folks that haven't already read the bio, which I've read, uh, people that don't already know about um, you know, Laundry Love, people that don't know about the 20 plus years in commercial real estate and all the experience and expertise that you have there, people that don't know uh, what Legacy Journal is, I want them to know all of that. But But the best way to do that probably is for, for me to ask the question, tell me your journey. Like, where did you come from? Who are you? So the audience can really enjoy the richness of all the expertise and strategy that you'll share with us in this show. Oh, love the depth of that question. I'm going to rewind because of the way you asked that question. I'm going to rewind all the way back to 1984. Yes. Ni- 1984, I was 12 years old. Um, and I well, probably 83 actually is when I watched the movie, probably 11, I watched the movie Taps and, uh, military school movie, Tom Cruise's, I think first movie ever made was, was that movie. And I said, I want to go to military school. And I went in and told my mom, I uh, lived with a, a mom, single parent household and said, I want to go to military school. And she kind of thought I was joking about that. And six months later, I was enrolled at Kemper military school. And so at age 12, I went there, I was seeking structure and discipline and accountability and things that I didn't necessarily have in my household. And I got all that and more. So that kind of set the foundation. I I went there at 12. I graduated as valedictorian at age 16. I'd skipped a year, took extra courses, uh, graduated, head of my class and uh, went to college there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So so I say that because that really, it, it, it laid the foundation for who I've later become. And uh, graduated military school, went to Texas A&M, 
or a semester. Remember, I was just valedictorian of high school. I made a 1.2 my first semester and failed out of Texas A&M for a variety of reasons. Uh, so then went to community college for a couple of years, ended up at TCU, go Frogs in Fort Worth, Texas. And in the, the first year of my TCU career, um, uh, the U.S. went to war with Iraq in Gulf War One, And so the next day, I went down to the Navy recruiting office and I enlisted in the Navy. So served a tour in the U.S. Navy, stationed over in Japan, traveled to eight different countries and kind of went around the world a little bit there and uh, got out, finished my degree. And I studied finance real estate is what I'd studied. I worked in the insurance and investment field for a couple of years. And then the entrepreneurial bug started to hit me. And I said, you know, I want to I want to do something on my own. I want to launch something. I want to build something. So I ended up opening a restaurant. I, I had worked as a as a delivery driver and a pizza cook at this phenomenal restaurant in Fort Worth when I was in college. And I said, you know, I'm going to go to this family, tell them I want to open up one of the restaurants because the food was so damn good. And I did uh, open it up with actually one of my Navy buddies. We fran- we didn't franchise because it was a, just a mom and pop, so we licensed the uh, recipes licensed, kind of the, the procedures there. And we opened up a Parati's Pizza and this would have been 2000. So in year 2000. So, so hold on. So hold on. Let me unpack because that was about five lifetimes Yeah, in, in, in a paragraph. Most people at the age of 16 are like playing video games. You're graduating from military school. Um, um, t- tough first year at, well, where'd you say A&M? Texas A&M. Yep, Texas A&M. Um, but then you go on, you graduate in, in Texas, Fort Worth. Yeah, well, I ended up it. it uh, yeah, ended up graduating from TCU. That's right. Okay. Fort Worth. Yep. 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 Um, and then you, you enlisted into the Navy because because we went to war. Um, by the way, thank you so much for your service. That's my that, that's I have a hard time with, uh, with like paper cuts. I couldn't imagine like, this is why I, I, we say this all the time. Every time we have a a vet veteran on the, on the program, like just the, the amount of love and appreciation and respect for the folks that serve this country. Um, there's not words like you can't even, no matter how flowery I can make the word, it's still not enough to express my gratitude. Um, and why my grandfather fought World War II. But what I will say is you, you, you enlist, you serve our country. You do a tour or two, it sounded like, and then you decided to get into finance slash commercial real estate. Can you, can you help me know that part first? I know you eventually, the entrepreneurial bug hit, but of all the things you could have gotten into, I was just curious why that was the thing that when you, when you got out of service, you said, this is the private sector thing I'm going to jump into. Yep. So but, it, I'll say that real estate was of interest to me. I had some family members that were getting into development at that time. This was in the early 90s. And real estate in general was of interest to me. So that's what I got my studies in was was finance with a real estate concentration. Okay, that makes sense. Gotcha. However, I interned while I was in college at a at a insurance and investment shop. And so that's what I did for a couple of years when I graduated was I did insurance and investments as kind of a... um, uh, you know, I started as an intern and it was kind of the just right hand uh, of, of a couple of the principals of this company right there, just yeah. learning the business a little bit. And But it, it, I just wasn't passionate about that industry. And okay. this, I, that's what led me into the, the pizza restaurant. Yeah. Uh, okay. Entrepreneurial. And that uh, I look at that time period in the pizza restaurant as my time of hubris, meaning mm. I figured I got it. 
I got this. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to go open this. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to run it better than the family that that you know originally had it. I just I thought we're going to put these systems and we're going to put this technology in place. We're going to go crush it. Well, I made a handful of mistakes going into that, and those mistakes ended up about 18 months later um, facilitating us to file bankruptcy. And I ended up filing a Chapter Seven, but birth personal and business bankruptcy. And it was a real low point in my life. It was, uh, and I had to look in the mirror, I had to let people go from that business. Um, it was, it was a rough, rough time. And, uh, you know, eventually got back on our feet, landed, stayed in the restaurant business for about a year. And, uh, then said, you know, I think it's put in perspective. I was making $50,000 a year as GM of a, of a local restaurant and working about 70 to 80 hours a week and, and commuting, you know, 40 miles each way mm. to this deal. And, and then I, we had our first baby on the way. And I was like, I'm never oh, wow. going to see my daughter. As a, mm. If I stick in this, I'm never going to see my daughter. I said, so I've got to make a career change. And uh, took the leap and got into commercial real estate. It's what I'd studied in college. It's what I'd wanted to do. And uh, went to work for a guy who, during the interview process, he said, Ken, to be honest with you, he said, we're a small shop here said, there's no salary. There's no draw. You're probably not going to make any money for at least a year. Um, you need to bring your own computer, but here's a desk and here's a phone. And uh, he said, you won't be pigeonholed in any particular asset class. You kind of work on whatever it is you want to work on here. And uh, that was his sales pitch. And somehow I said, you know what? That sounds pretty good. I think I'm going to take that deal. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. And uh, I yeah, that was a real year of growth for me in that I was in the office every single day, eight to 10 hours a day, probably closer to 10 hours most days right there. And I would just sit across from this very seasoned uh, commercial real estate practitioner. I would listen to every single conversation he would have and ask just tons of questions. And he graciously answered every one of my questions. It was a wonderful mentor to me as I got wow. into the business. And true to his word, it was almost a full year till I made any money. It's actually 11 months later when I got my first commission check and it was $1,827. Okay. Um, 11 months later and, and then a month, but I had been working, 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 trying to you know, building a pipeline as things were going right there. And so a month later, I closed the deal and it was a $20,000 commission. And so, you know, the grand total of that first year, how I like to call it my substitute teacher salary year, because um, it's about the equivalent of what a substitute teacher would make. And However, the following year, because of that building the pipeline, because of the habits that I had created, following year, I made six figures. And from there, the business started to grow and grow. And wow. so that, that and it, it, I was all a land broker for many years. That's what I did. Primarily land deals, working with residential developers who so would go acquire land. They'd subdivide it, sell off the parcels, and we'd sell off their, their commercial out parcels. So. Ken, how much do you attribute the mentorship to your success? Because you know, I heard you pause for a minute. And again, we do this show audio, not video. So you all can't see uh, how Ken's face changed when he, when he mentioned this man. But, uh, and you mentioned how gracious he was. How important was it? And, and what seeds do, does that play in your life when, when there's mentorship opportunities for you today, right? I mean, because a lot of us hear a question and we get irritated. Oh, I got to help this person, right? Like it's this burden of life. But yeah. This man didn't seem to, to, to extend that energy. And, and I saw you kind of light up when you were almost reminiscent about him. How big of a deal was that mentorship? And, and does it play a role today? You know what? 
and this is kind of how and I frame this next to say the pizza days when I had the hubris and I've got it all figured out. So I know I don't know anything in this business and I'm seeking the knowledge and I'm a sponge on it. And his mentorship was a huge deal to me, not just him, his son-in-law worked for him as well, who was also very much my mentor in this business. And they got me started and were so kind to me with their time and their wisdom. And then my first big client kind of took me under his wing. I remember I told him, I said, Jim, I said, I'm a relatively intelligent guy. I was like, but I'm new in this business and I don't really know it. I was like, if you will tell me what you need. Show me what you need. I will be your guy. I will go out and make it happen for you. And he did that. He really took me uh, again wow. under his wing and, and said, look, here's how to go find what we're looking for. Here's what you need to do. Here's how to basically you'll be a, a great bird dog and, and turn over stones and find opportunity. And he taught me that and I did it. And it, it created a, a very successful business as we went through right there. So mentors are, are huge. And when I had the opportunity to mentor others, which I do frequently, it's, it's one of the great gifts of my life now is to give back. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's big. And, and, you know, I, I want to take just a moment to make sure the, the folks out there, that if you're taking notes, especially we, we have some young um, folks that are just entrepreneurial minded that listen to the show as well. You know, we're talking 17, 18, 19, 20 year old people that are like, man, I want to take the world over. Similarly to the guy that said, I'm going to start a pizza shop, right? I, I got it. And so one of the things I want to make a quick note of as, as can you continue to unpack your journey? is in both of those cases, the mentors showed up in a big way. They were gracious. They were humble. They were, they were patient. But the, for me, the common denominator was your approach was humility. I don't think I got it all figured out. Can you please help? You asked for it. You were humble. And, and I wonder if like it's chicken and egg, right? I wonder if the way you were inspired how they chose to go to market in their mentorship, right? And so Sometimes if you feel like no one's giving you time and no one's being patient with you in life and, you know, maybe just maybe our approach, if we're a little more like you, Ken, and we're like humble and we're honest and authentic, maybe that inspires the mentors to say, okay, you know what? I'm actually going to show up the right way. And it kind of creates this beautiful spark that I I wonder if that's important. And I think it is. I think that's a great observation. And I I talked to, I've got, I've got three kids. I've got an 18-year-old daughter who's at Auburn now, just started freshman Mm. year, a 17-year-old son who just started a senior year, and then a a five-year-old who I just took to kindergarten for the first time today. So it was really big, big big days today. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm talking to my older children a lot about emotional intelligence and not just talking, teaching them about emotional intelligence, which gets to what you talked about. It's about how to approach people and how to, um, to come across Again, I came across with hubris and I had it all figured out early. And, and later, I was like, you know what? I don't. And there are people that have lived before me and that know a whole lot more than I do. And the more I learn, Titus, the more I know how, how little I know. Even today, wow. when I feel That's like good. I know so much more than I know, I know so much more than I did back then, but I still, I'm scratching the surface of what's possible. That's good. So, yeah, I think that's really important. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm introducing my son now to many mentors. Um, wow. That are starting to show yeah. up in his life. I'm introducing him. He's he has a strong interest in commercial real estate. So I'm introducing yeah. him to people I know, and he's actually calling these people up and asking, "Hey, can I buy you coffee? Can I buy your lunch?" And and yes, your and, and oh, I love that. It's, it's a I love you know the the biggest most wonderful opportunity of mentorship is that of a father, right? So in in my mind, that's, that's the best. And so for yeah. me to be able to do that to my children and help them in their journey is is really really cool. So. Yeah. Beautiful. So, so 
um, you, you, you get into the commercial real estate world. Um, you, you lick your wounds a little bit, you learn, you bring some, some humility into it. Uh, you get lucky enough to come across a few solid mentors yeah. and, uh, and now you're, you're growing the business. Now you're six figures plus the earning is coming. The development is happening. Yeah. Um, keep, keep walking us through the journey from there. Sure. So that led, you know, eventually that led to, I got into that business in 2002. In 2006, I started my own brokerage um, because I started doing some deals on my own. And, and the, I had a partnership with those two guys that mentored me. And um, the, the older gentleman said, look, Ken, you're starting to kind of do some deals on your own and some other stuff. He goes, and that's awesome. It just wasn't what we kind of had in mind when we, we just wanted someone that was going to do brokerage and wasn't going to go put together deals. And I said, no, I respect that. And I said, so would it be better if I went and started my own things? Yeah, probably so. So I went and started my own. I got my broker's license, started my own brokerage. And did that for about a year. And then I realized I wanted some horsepower behind me. I joined a national brokerage called Sperry Van Ness out of California. I was with them for a couple of years. Mm. And, and then, you know, a fortuitous thing happened for me is um, a gentleman from actually Keller Williams came knocking on my door. Really, I wanted nothing to do with a residential real estate company back then. But, um, you know, the, the universe, God, the path set us together. And after meeting this guy, I was like, man, there's something to this guy and what he's building. I said, I, so I ended up joining up with those, uh, with his group. And from there, my learning really started to take off. Cause then I started listening to folks like Gary Keller and the top people at KW who are, have, have built something pretty impressive as far as businesses. And especially back then, this was 2009, just to watch that journey from 2009 to where it is right now and then be a part of that. It's been incredible. So I learned a lot about about leverage, about systems, about building businesses and not just a job right there. And so from there, I, I scaled a commercial real estate practice into the number one team in all of all of KW Commercial. Um, we wow. were number one for three years running right there. Um, that opened up doors that allowed me to become a KW franchisee. So I opened up a Kelly Williams office. And then from that, we started... Um, I started investing in different assets personally and started kind of building wealth through through personal investments. Uh, and then, you know, a few years ago, uh, started to, well, first of all, made some changes in the commercial real estate team. I started scaling back on that so that I could scale up on some things that I wanted to do. And I wanted to start pursuing more personal missions right there that were really important to me. And so two of those that I'm in right now is we we founded a company called Laundry Love. So it's LaundryLUV.com. And with Laundry Love, it's myself and two partners, and both of us have this mission to give back to the world. And with Laundry Love, mm-hmm. we are there to be more than just a laundromat, but a place of community, a place where uh, the, the, our customers, our people in the community can come together. We have large screen TVs throughout the stores that are only playing positive programming. So no daytime TV, no news, no junk on the TV. It's positive programming only on the TVs. We have a dedicated children's play area. We've got a dedicated children's reading area in there. We've we've got staffed uh, locations with attendants that are taught to treat each person with dignity and respect. Because unfortunately, many of these people that come to laundromats and the lower echelon income come in and are often treated quite poorly at different places. And so our folks treat them with dignity and respect. And uh, because of that, they come back and come back and come back and tell their friends. Our business is doing really well. So we're building. Laundry Love. At the same time, we kind of started with Laundry Love, 
I started pursuing a passion that had just been a really personal internal passion, which has been journaling to my children since, again, my daughter's at Auburn right now, since she was one year old and my older son was in the womb. I started writing stories to my children. Said, you know, I, I just want to do something so that the memories, the moments that we're having don't just pass and evaporate into my memory because I, I just knew something like that would happen. And so I said, what if I just wrote down a story once a month? Write down a story for each one of my kids. And I started this and kept with it month over month over month and year over year over year. And then I started sharing this with other parents, other dads, other moms, and many of whom started doing it on their own. And they'd reach out to me like, Ken, this is really, really impactful. And it really means something. You need to go do something with that. You need to go do something. And so as I scaled kind of down on some of the other business, I scaled this up and I, and I went and launched what's now Legacy Journal. And so you can go to legacyjournal.app to learn more about that. But we've, you know, it was not easy, right? Because I at first I had it in a Word document, then I had it in Evernote, I had pictures and videos in different places, and it was all just kind of disparate information. And so it wasn't super easy. And I wanted something I kept, people kept asking me, create a place that makes it easy and simple. And so that's what we did with Legacy Journal. You can put photos, videos, voice notes, save voicemails, create a digital timeline of the milestones of your child's life and kind of view all this. And then one day, like I just did for my daughter, you can give it to them and it's theirs forever. Wow. And, you know, the, the really cool thing about this, it's hit home recently is, is I've, I know several people just one off from my immediate circle who have passed in the last three weeks under the mm. age of 50, leaving behind children. And so sure. the important thing for me and our customers and the people that are using this app is that God forbid something like that happens. Like I mean, we're almost given a blessing if we're given a diagnosis of terminal disease and you know, you've got six months to live, right? You've got time to prepare wow. and get everything in order and, and write the notes for your daughter's wedding and, and, you know, the graduations or whatever's going to come up. But, you know, for many of us, we're just gone, right? Your yeah. card's called. And so anyway, point with this, with, with having this, if something like that happens, it's, it's a legacy for your children. So anyway. man. What a beautiful, beautiful, and, and the website for the, the Legacy Journal, just- Le, Yeah, legacyjournal.app.app. Yeah. .app. Yeah, we, I mean, we highly encourage you guys to take a look at that. We've, we've you know, I've heard, Ken, that that's really been a growing segment is this legacy piece of life. Uh, when, you, when you look at, in my opinion, the different levels of, of success and-, and in life, you know, you kind of go from success is kind of like the bottom. It's kind of like the basement, right? Like I, I oftentimes think that significance is a higher altitude and then legacy is, a, is, is maybe the highest uh, altitude. And what a beautiful thing. I, I'm seeing more people care about, wait a minute, how, when I'm gone, how can the wisdom and the insight and the love and, and the culture and the legacy still continue to, to kind of reverberate through the halls of of humanity and um, and what you're doing is building a beautiful infrastructure that helps people with that legacy journal app will do that. I also love, tell us a little bit more about, um, about the laundry mat on the other side of this break. Um, we're going to take a quick break, but tell me a little bit more about that because what a, what a different, I, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody talk about uh, making cooler laundry mats, like the 2.0 version, the refresh, the, what a what a what a segment of of commerce completely being ignored uh really brilliant really really shows your creative kind of visionary entrepreneurial mindset in my opinion 
Um, we want to really quick just take a break. We always do this. And we just want to say thank you to the sponsors of the program. These are the companies that say, hey, we believe in the idea of bringing successful people into a space and talking about what to do and what not to do. And, and, and so if, if you are listening and you would like to go to team-csg.com and click on our solutions from the huddle tab, that's team-csg.com. You'll see all the really cool brands that believe in the show, that believe in folks like Ken and, and us bringing people uh, to kind of share their insight with the world. So team-csg.com. Uh, thank you to Speedy, uh, MS Digital Solutions, Shepherd Law. So there's, there's lots of brands, guys. Click on their logo and learn why we stand next to them. Uh, and we appreciate them standing with us. Uh, we're talking with Ken Wilberly here and uh, right here on Solutions from the Huddle. And Ken is involved in so many different successful things. Laundry Love was one of the things we were just talking about. And where did you come up with a refresh of a of an industry that I didn't know anybody was caring about? Beautiful. Like, what a smart idea. Wow. Yeah, thank you. We we studied the industry for a solid year before moving into it. And, and really, the original idea for a laundromat was, was a solution to a real estate problem. We had a shopping center and it had a vacancy. And I ran into a uh, a guy at a real estate conference who was with the laundromat group. And I kind of told him about our building, the vacancy. He said, send me the details. I did so. And he reached back. He said, you got a perfect location for a laundromat. I said, well, come open one up. That's great. You know, we're real estate guys. I'm like, come open one up. We'd love to have you as a tenant. And uh, kind of told me what they needed. And I was like, well, this is perfect. You know, then, then uh, however, what I came to learn is that the guy I was talking to, he wasn't an operator. He was, he worked for an equipment manufacturer. And so he was trying to work with a distributor to find an operator out there. And yeah, they kind of were looking for an operator for about four or five months and still no one of interest. And so I started talking with, um, you know, with a friend of mine, I said he was my partner in the shopping center. I said, what if, what if we did it? What if we explored that? And uh, he and I are both great starters, great visionaries, not the people to continue running it and operate it. So I said, well, all right, if we're going to explore this. We need an operator. So we went to, uh, another friend of ours who is a phenomenal operator, he's a West Point grad and uh, special forces guy, and he was just a dialed in operator and, and leader of leaders. And so approached him and he said, yeah, I'd be interested in looking at that. And so the three of us explored that industry. So we looked at it for about a year. We studied the economics. We studied what was happening, what what the successful people were doing, what the unsuccessful people were doing. And it's where we kind of learned about what we've implemented into some of ours. The thing we went above and beyond with so kind of the table stakes now for the new laundromat, like larger format stores, brand new machines, um, you know, kind of high efficiency machines right there, well lit, feeling you know safe and and, and nice kind of location right there. Those are hardwood floors. You can find. I'm them looking at the pictures, Ken. <laughs> so, so, they've yeah. got big screen TVs. I feel like this is a, a fancy restaurant. This is, I mean, guys, laundry love, luv.com. I mean, oh my gosh, but. So you got the operator and the visionaries together, and it, yeah. this thing looks stunning, yeah. absolutely well, beautiful. As we started, you know, said, okay, the economics of the industry makes sense, and but we didn't just want something that we can go, you know, go some go. Let's just go make some money off of. We said, let let's create something that will make a difference. And one of the things that was kind of rolling out at the time was the the literacy program in laundromats. We said we definitely want to do that, and then we started thinking bigger. We said, man. 
you know how it is when you drive by a Chick-fil-A with your kids and your kids are like, I want to go there. I want to go there. You know, I want to go to Chick-fil-A. And it was, we want to become the Chick-fil-A of laundromats. So we want to have a dedicated children's play area in our laundromats. And those will continue to get bigger and bigger as, as our stores evolve right there. But so we, we allocated space for a dedicated play. Because in our investigations in the industry, we'd go look at other operators or other laundromats and would always see parents in there with kids and the kids are just you know, bored. They're sitting there, you know, opening up laundromats, open it or open up closing machines. They're just bored. So we've created a place for them to play. We, we, custom built beautiful benches in the laundromat so that people families can come sit together they can go bring in food sit together and uh just enjoy conversation while the laundry's being done so we've tried to go above and beyond and then the other thing we implemented covid derailed us but we're about to get back into that was we actually set up a reading program with a local college in town where college students come in every saturday and read children's books to the kids of the community right there Wow. Cool stuff. What a great idea. Are you looking to bring this nationwide? Are you looking to bring it into other regions? Should, should people listening um, reach out and say, how can we bring one to our area? Yeah. Great question. Vision? Great question. So we're in the process right now of opening up three more locations. We've got uh, one about to start construction, one that will go to construction immediately after that. And we're looking at a couple of sites for the next one right there. Um, we'll do those three. And then one more so that we'll have a total of five kind of corporate stores right here. Once we get those up and operational, we will have fully dialed in our operational model. We'll know the unit economics. We'll know from different locations and everything how things work. And from there, we're going to roll out a partnership model across the country. So we will partner with local operators and kind of split the equity on the deal and kind of bring our, so unlike a franchise model, like, hey, here's your stuff, go, go do it. We're going to be putting our money up aside our partner's money right there in, in rolling out a partnership model mm. and open up locations around the country. We've got about a dozen people right now that have reached out to us and said, Hey, we're interested, you know, please, you know, as, as you wow. start to do that. So it'll probably be a year, uh, maybe a year to two years before we roll that out, but uh, we're excited to do that. And so it's for sure, if anyone's interested, love to connect with them and, and talk to them about it. I love that laundry com. What a smart, smart idea. I mean, I absolutely love it. And, and what a breath of fresh air into communities um, where I think there's such an, an opportunity to bring a, 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 a bright, refreshing, joyful uh, ecosystem. And then the way that you're trying to connect with the community relative to, to liter- reading and literacy. Um, man, I'm all in on this. This is absolutely yeah. wonderful. Um, Tell us a little bit before we come to the conclusion of this of this uh, episode of Solutions from the Huddle. Tell us a little bit more about the Legacy Journal because uh, you started to talk about it. I thought it was awesome, but I wasn't quite over the LaundryLove.com, right? Yeah. So I so I had to I had to like go backwards. Um, but tell us a little bit more about Legacy Journal and and dot app. I think it is, and and tell folks how in the world they can be a part of that. I mean, yeah. what's the way that they can make sure that their legacy and their significance is not dying with them. I uh, love that. So, you know, look, with Legacy Journal, it's it's designed to be the easy button for parents and or grandparents to capture those moments, memories, and lessons, funny things that a kid would say that you just don't want to forget. And it's a simple, it's a free app to download. It's on the Google App Store, on the Apple App Store, free to download, free to use. We have a, we have a paid version and a free version, but, but you know, uh, plenty of our users are on only the free version. They can use it for free, and I encourage people to do so. Paid version unlocks all kinds of extra features like 
uh, ability to add video, to add unlimited photos, to add uh, audio files, save voicemails, to do the milestones and view your life on a, on a milestone, uh, kind of on a, on a digital milestone chart right there. Those are kind of unlocking the paid version. Our free version is free. Paid version is either $749 a month or $69.99 a year. So um, you I love can, it. You can gift it. In fact, I just had some people reach out to me this week saying, hey, I'm going to a baby shower. I want to gift this. And uh, how can I do that? So I kind of walking through them how to how to do that kind of thing. But look, it's what I want people to take away with with Legacy Journal or you know, whether or not they use our app. OK, but let's just say from leaving a legacy in general for your children is is take the time to recognize and create the little magic moments of life. And when I say recognize them, it could be just like a moment of shared laughter with your kid. You guys connected on something, you laughed on something together and it was, or they said something funny. It can be little things like that. Or it could be that you've taken a moment to kind of made them smile. Let's say you printed out a little picture and you wrote a special little note about what you valued about them. You printed out a picture, you saw them doing something, you wanted to reward them. You printed out a note and you saw their smile with that. Just little things that we can do as a parent to connect with our children. And then, uh, yeah, I say just, Every once in a while, document it. Just write something down because, man, there is so much data and information in this world that uh, our memories just get flooded with the new data. So if you write down a story every once in a while, the real benefit is for you as, as the parent or the person writing. I get to go through and relive these stories um, that I shared with my family. And it's really, really cool and rewarding for me to go back and relive these every once in a while. And frankly, just reminds me of things that I otherwise just forgot about. Man, I love it. What a what a triumphal story to go from uh, from from a point of of bankruptcy and brokenness to uh, such a, a moment of significance in in great success in commercial real estate, but also an entrepreneurial uh, journey. Uh, Ken Wimberly, the the CEO, the founder of Legacy Journal, um, and uh, and 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 what a cool concept and laundry love. Uh, I hope all of our listeners will take a, a deeper and closer look at LaundryLUV.com and LegacyJournal.app. I think these are really cool things. Uh, before we go, Ken, are you still uh, involved in real estate? Is, is that something that folks in your marketplace need to know about to still connect with you or any of your teams? Or are you primarily just focused on laundry love and legacy? Yeah, we, we still do some real estate brokerage. We were very specific in the types of real estate brokerage that our team did. And it was retail and healthcare uh, investment property. So things with an income generally between that one and, and $20 million mark right there. So we, we still do some of that. I've got uh, a partner that, that handles most of that for us. So someone's got a need. Uh, we're, we can handle things you know, through many states uh, around the nation right here. We're based in Texas, but you know, things in many states. Um, a lot of our real estate is in investing and it's in buying shopping centers that will put future laundry love locations in. So. How smart. Our guest for this episode of Solutions with the Huddle, Ken Wimberly, thank you for being on the program. We hope you'll come back uh, and do the show again in the future. All right, thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Hey guys, Titus Bartolotta here with Collaborative Solutions Group. I just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode of Solutions from the Huddle. If you want to hear more episodes and continue supporting our show, simply search for and subscribe to Solutions from the Huddle on any major podcast platform. Thank you again, and we hope you'll join us soon.